Hello, fellow sleuths. I'm Kathy. And I'm Michael. You are listening to A Southern Sleuth. New Year, fellow sleuths. We appreciate you listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and we really appreciate you choosing us. Today, we're going to talk about Tim Beauchart, who went missing from Purvis, Mississippi. This is a fairly new case in the realm of missing person cases because it's less than three years old, so it's very fresh for his loved ones. And before we get into it, I want to tell you guys, I'm not going to use full names in this podcast episode. I'll be using first names or initials only. And that's really for safety reasons and to protect the integrity of the case. Which are good things. Very good things, yes. Very good. At the time of his disappearance, Tim was 33 years old. He was last seen September 3rd, 2017, after attending a church service in Laurel, Mississippi. Reports say Tim left the church with a friend named Patrick, and Patrick says he took him to a known drug dealer's house. From there, he was picked up by two other people and taken to the home of another friend named Rick in Purvis, Mississippi. From there, he went missing and hasn't been seen or heard from since that day. Yeah, this is one of the stranger cases we've done. You know, it's real sad. The guy was trying to get his life together and uh, do the right things. And now nobody knows where he is. Well, anyone who follows this podcast knows that I generally try to get in touch with family members because I want to get a feeling of who the person was um, before they went missing or before something happened to them. And I was able to get in touch with Tim's mom. She's very involved in his case, and she works very hard to keep it active, and she was eager and willing to talk to me. So she gave me some info on Tim and some background, and he was very popular in school, um, did very well. He was athletic. He went to college after high school. He took business administration, and his mother said he was just great. He never gave her any trouble. He was just great. She never saw anything bad coming. Ever have any serious girlfriends or... He did. Yeah. Apparently, or, yeah, he was engaged at one point right. um, and doing well. But he was really into weightlifting. And she said in 2011, he was injured at the gym and needed to have surgery. And he was given painkillers and developed an addiction. And that's when she said his life just took a downward turn. Yeah. And... He tried to beat his addiction on his own, but his mom thinks that he kind of underestimated how tough it was going to be. Right. 
and in less than a year he had started having like troubles with the law and then he ended up going to prison for robbing somebody and he he went to prison in 2014 for nine months he'd actually robbed a lady and he was released and he went back you know was she thought he was doing okay but he just he had trouble staying clean um but he did try and then in 2016 his dad died and that really took a toll on him his mom said he really struggled and he was lost and he was hurt and he was kind of searching for a path and he ended up going to truck driving school and got a job as a truck driver about that but his mom was still worried about him and she said he didn't seem to be returning to the Tim that she had known for years. He seemed particularly tense and troubled. And she was worried about something that Tim's dad had shared with her. Before he died, Tim's father told her that when Tim was in prison, he had joined a gang called the Latin Kings. Right. He felt like he had to join them for protection while in prison. I'm sure, it was survival. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, I have a friend that's a correctional officer, and she said, you know, that was, a lot of people join gangs in prison just because it does seem to offer them some protection. It makes things a little bit easier. Was he Caucasian, or what was his... I am not sure he he looks Caucasian. Right. I don't know if you have to be actually Latin to join oh, the Latin no, Kings. I, I don't know. And maybe he is part Latin. I don't know. Um, Whatever he got the help he needed, I guess. The mom did confront him about it. She asked him about it. And she said he was angry. And he told her that he was upset that his dad had told her about it. And he was not going to talk to her about it. So she just let it go. Then Tim was arrested again. He was pulled over while driving his truck truck and had drug paraphernalia in the truck. He spent 90 days in jail and was released in November of 2016. Man, he's sure having a tough go of it, isn't he? He was, and... But when he got released that time, he asked to be taken to the mission at the cross. Now, I had to do a little research on that. And the mission is a homeless shelter, but it's so much more. He wanted to enter the six-month work program to better his life and defeat his addiction. And he lived there almost six months. And from his mother's account, he did very well. But he left just before he completed the program. His mother doesn't understand exactly why. Um, he, Maybe temptation got him. It didn't seem that way. He, he, he moved back in with his mom and seemed to be doing well. She was hopeful. But he did end up turning back to his old ways, falling back in his old habits. Right. Oftentimes with that, those kind of issues... You know, you you have to end up coming back home or wherever you're at, you know, where you're 
temptations are and your you know the struggles and, and uh, that makes it really yeah, hard it can make it very difficult so that would have been probably in may of 2017 right and then at the end of august 2017 tim was ready to go back to the mission at the cross and enter the work program again i guess he was ready to give he, it another try he was tired and sick probably or both his girlfriend dropped him off at the mission on August 30th, and he was accepted back into the program. On September 3rd, he attended church service at Highland Baptist Church with the rest of the group. And this is where he met up with his friend Patrick. Patrick was there also. Was he a church member? He had actually attended the work program at the mission, oh, and okay. he wasn't in it at that time, but he right. had been in it before when Tim was in it. And he was still, I guess, attending the church there at Highland Baptist. Right. And Tim's mom didn't know anything was amiss at all until that night she got a call from the mission saying that Tim didn't come back with the group. So she starts trying to figure out, where did he go? Where is he at? And she couldn't locate him. No one seemed to know. So she reported him missing. And she kind of started her own investigation. Right. How old is was he now at this point? He was 33. 33. So she goes out and she's a mom and you know that makes you brave and she's knocking on doors and she put herself in probably what would be some dangerous positions um so she went to the house where patrick had taken tim she talked to the person that tim went there to see we we do know he went there to buy drugs um we'll call this guy casey and casey was very nice to tim's mom he told her that tim had been there and that he had been picked up at his house by two other people and those two people took him to rick's house now, we know the names of the people that were supposed to have picked him up at Casey's house, but we're not going to mention that here. Um, their names have pretty much come to light kind of recently, and we don't want to interfere with the investigation because there right. might be some big players here, and we don't want to tip anybody off or cause any problems. Now, Rick says Tim did arrive at his house that he wanted to borrow his phone. Now, because remember, his phone would have been back at the mission because I guess they weren't allowed to have their phone on them when they were of course. out and about. Yeah. That's so a, That's a huge, uh, you know. Yeah, he had borrowed Rick's phone, and Rick said he went outside and made phone calls, and then he left. But Rick said he didn't know if he left with someone or if he just walked off, which is weird to me, but maybe rick just didn't care but where well where maybe depending on where he lived or something or how it was set up yeah know. i don't know I've, i have a feeling this was a pretty rural area so i don't know why he would have thought he would have just walked off but that's the story um now i haven't seen i don't if the police have pulled the phone records they haven't told anyone they haven't released that which is not unusual yep but someone did say that they had helped him pull the records and 
that Tim had made two phone calls from Rick's phone. One was to his credit card company, and one was to a guy named PJ. We're just going to call him PJ. Okay. All right. That's kind of weird. Maybe uh, cash advance or on the credit card. Yeah, know. and you know, the. Maybe it was I doubt we'll ever find out what oh, happened was, with the credit card. Well, I don't well, know. know maybe call the credit card. Right. Well, you won't. know how that is. They right. don't tell you anything. They're not going to tell you. Even if the person's missing. Right. They're very, you know, yep. you're, you're still an adult, and an adult has the right to go missing. Yep. Um, I would think there would be a way to find out if there was any activity on the card, but I don't know. I didn't even ask his mom about that. I assumed that that all stopped. If there had been any activity, she would have mentioned that. Um, now, here is where it, this is some interesting information. This is where it gets kind of scary and um, it's, it's, it's perplexing. But remember that Tim told people he joined the Latin Kings. Uh-huh. In prison. Okay. I'm not sure what, if any kind of gang activity he was involved in when he's re- he was released. Uh-huh. Um, but many of the people that Tim was with on September 3rd were allegedly members of the Simon City Royals gang. Now, I don't know for sure, so I'm not saying yes, they were, but it seems to be on pretty good authority that several of these people are definitely members of the Simon City Royals. And from everything I've read, the Latin Kings are the direct rivals of the Royals. Okay. Okay. They do not associate. They do not like each other. And PJ, who was supposed to be the last person that Tim called, is said to be a Latin king. Okay, everybody else is a Simon City Royal, uh-huh. but PJ's a Latin king, and Tim was supposed to be a Latin king. Uh-oh. Now, I mean, that puts in your mind, could the royals have done something to Tim due to his affiliation with the kings, or did the kings take him out for associating with the royals am i making all this up because i I don't know know a whole lot about gangs i don't know (laughs) um well it depends on what he did i don't know you know one other little odd thing that came out is that rick apparently turned over a copy of tim's birth certificate to the police yeah that was very odd Um, and also where didn't he say found it on in the said yard? said it was found in the yard near where Tim was standing while he was using the phone. Another guy came forward and told Tim's mom that the birth certificate was found in Tim's in Rick's yard about two weeks after Tim went missing. Now, Tim's mom questions how this paper birth certificate wasn't damaged because it had rained during that time so if it had lain outside for two weeks being rained on i I don't know i don't know if she ever saw it or what the condition i guess she's she's been told that it's in good condition well maybe he maybe they made it up to uh divert attention you know like maybe it was in the house and they 
said it was out there all that time or something. It's kind of weird that he would have that anyway. Yeah, I don't know why he would have been carrying around his birth certificate. I don't know if it had something to do with... um, I don't know. Maybe maybe he had had to have it for some well, reason. So he kept it on his when person. When you get out of know. prison, you know, you're going to have to set up things sometimes. and you know. But at that time, he had been out of prison for a, a couple of years. So. Oh, a couple of years. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, I don't know weird. if it had something to do with work or, or what. I, I didn't really get into why he would have had that well, on him. That's very odd. Um, it's, it's very odd. But one of the rumors that has gone around in his case is that he was robbed and killed. And so that makes you think, okay, did he lose it during a robbery? He's being robbed. Did it fall out of his wallet? And this is how it ended up at Rick's house. Ah, uh, um, yeah, could be. I think that's or, a plausible or theory. abducted or... But... It's just such an odd thing to have on you, but. And if the birth certificate turned up, where is everything else? Was he same employment? I'm not sure. I don't know that he was working at that time. Gotcha. I, well, I'm not been sure. Looking. Sometimes you need that. To right. Because um, he had he had just gone and entered that work program they have at the mission you actually work and well, earn money need it. yeah maybe need it for that that makes sense well i mean it could have just i don't know that is the question well so you're looking at could he have been killed due to his gang associations could could the royals have killed him because he's a king did he the kings think he wasn't being loyal um, or wasn't serving the gang as he was expected to once he got out because right. I don't really know. Um, I was told that if you join the gang in prison, you're in the gang. When you get out, you're still expected well, to be especially in the gang. The, you know, at least to the point of whatever was bartered for for the protection. So I'm not sure what, you know, if they gave him protection to be in, you know, maybe they requested something. And I don't know if he didn't live up to it or uh, it, it could have been risky, too. And maybe something happened. You know, I don't know. You know, he, it's also been brought up that maybe because he was, you know, known to use drugs. Did he overdose? Yeah. Did he die? Yeah. Did, did, was someone scared and hit his body? Um, right. That happens a lot, especially with, I don't know what kind of drugs he was using, but, you know, with the increase of fentanyl and the heroin and stuff, it's much more potent. So a lot of deaths around here and I'm sure everywhere. So, And it's only been a little over two years, so he could still be alive. Right. That'd be great. Um, I mean... He certainly could be. Um, Maybe it's a, you know, he disappeared for his own protection or to protect his family. I I don't know. No, he didn't have any children, never been married. Um, He did have a girlfriend at the time. But, you know, he. People have this thought that when people are on drugs, that they just totally disappear from the world. And they may for a few days, but normally they are eventually in touch with someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they need more sustaining 
or whatever, you know. Well, I mean, and they still care about their family. Yeah. I mean, he was very close to his mother, and even that's what if I he's mean, you know, sustaining at whatever level, you know. Yeah, you, you know, he would have he would have been in touch with his mom. He wouldn't. I can't imagine that he would have hurt her like that. Right. I just especially I just as close can't, as you know. People think, well, you know, I've heard people say, well, they're addicts, you know, and what do you expect? And I'm like, well, they're still human beings. Yep. They still have connections with other human beings. They're just suffering right. with their addiction. Yeah. It is very odd because they did sound close. So I'm sure it right. torments her. Um, it, you know, it's whatever the situation, whatever the cause, um, he's loved by his family. His mother deserves to know what happened. Um you know, I've got three sons, and I'm so thankful they're here. You know, well, yeah. they're not all here right now, but I know where they are, and they're safe. I could be in her shoes. We could we could yeah. be those parents looking for our right. child, you know, because if anyone thinks that it can't happen to their kids, then they need to think again, because yeah. it happens. It, it happens happen. to people you, you when you don't expect it, I mean drugs ruin lives addiction gets a hold of people before they even realize it it makes good people make bad decisions yeah. decisions that alter their lives decisions that end Put their lives in bad places and bad yeah. circumstance and, and people that i mean it's not just happening to bad people it's happening to good people oh, that yeah. you know it's just just got caught up in a bad thing that's uh, one of the pharmaceutical manufacturers is getting lawsuits. You know, I won't name the name here, but and they're having to start to repay some of that damage where those you know drugs were prescribed knowingly to be addictive. You know, and it put this whole supply of medicine out there that uh, got people new addictions. You know, and they didn't know, and this. It sure has wreaked havoc. I don't even know if you can put a price on it or a you know cap on it. There's no way. It's too broad and too far-reaching. I just hope the people who know the truth will come forward. I hope that they will be touched by the pleas of Tim's mother and want to help her find some peace. I want to recommend that listeners check out another podcast that covered Tim's case. It's called Unfound, and they actually interviewed Tim's mother, and it was a really good interview. I'm hoping that we can also interview her, um, do a recorded interview with her in the future as new details emerge in the case. Is, is that what his is called, Unfound? Unfound. Okay. Mm-hmm. Information is coming out all the time, and I really hope that when we get to interview her, it's because Tim has been found. That would be great. The people involved should really be sweating, and the people who know something should come forward while they can. Because, like I said, new stuff is coming to light all the time. Yeah. It's day and age. You know, stuff's happening at lightning speed. Think about all the 23andMe people that are getting mm-hmm. you know and law enforcement is working this case they right. are and she's not going to let it be right. forgotten she's not going to let it go if anyone has any information please call the lamar county sheriff's office at 601 
704-1005 or you can contact Tim's mother, Robbie Fairley, at 601-674-2643. You can also message us through email at a Southern Sleuth podcast at gmail.com and we will not reveal your name. Thank you so much for uh, all you do and listening to us and supporting the podcast. And hopefully we can help help this mother find her son. That's what we want. Yes, thank you for listening. Please visit our website, a southernsleuthpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group and interact with other sleuths. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We haven't been very active on those lately, but I'm getting back at it. And as always, give us a review if you're listening on an app that has that feature. We were climbing up the charts last fall, but we kind of took a little break and we're back at square one now. So thank you so much to everyone who has stuck with us and has shared the podcast. A Southern Sleuth is a production of Crane Dream Studios. All episodes are researched and written by me, and all music and editing is done by Michael. That's me.